Just like the summer blockbuster that is F9, this is the summer blockbuster episode of the Backstage Experience. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dave Morales along with David Johnson. David, was that over the top? Was it? Was, could you feel the excitement and the thrill of the summer blockbuster in my opening there? What's great is I'm gonna put an echo effect on it too, so it's gonna it's gonna echo out just like it would on any act like national show. It's gonna be great. But by the time people hear it, they they see. But we're recording this now, but they will already have heard it, and now they're gonna know that we added the echo effect just because we care that much. You have to you have to leave this in. The discussion that you and I are having right now must stay as part of the show. Because since we are backstage, backstageol.com, we take you backstage. This is the backstage story that is this episode of the podcast. We've got all the summer blockbusters coming. Fast and the Furious 9. All right. A lot of movies don't even make it past part one of a, of a, of a planned series. This is now in the ninth installment. David, tell me if you are, be honest, okay? Because I'm going to answer honestly too. After your answer, are you are these do these movies excite you? Are you a big fan of them? Tell me your thoughts on Fast and the Furious as a franchise. Early on, I was a fan of Fast and Furious and like Too Fast, Too Furious way back in the day when they were trying to do like the undercover coppers joining the racing team. Like when they tried that route, I was a fan, and then I kind of stopped watching for a while, and then I plugged back in around six or seven and then i realized that oh these are just full-on almost marvel-esque like superhero movies they're just like leaning a hundred percent into it so i watched them as a great like palate cleanser like they're so much fun to watch that was a great answer i don't even know if i could top that and before i answer i will tell you that we have the entire cast of f9 uh you will hear from john cena who is the newest member to the cast you will hear from vin diesel in this episode of the backstage experience you will hear from everybody. I mean, Jordana Brewster. We've got everybody. Uh, and Vin Diesel, of course. And uh, it's just it's just a really fun episode. And um, the other thing I want to mention, too, is director Justin Lin is about to join us. And there have been a lot of questions about the next. We're based in Houston, Texas. For those that listen to us on the regular, they know that BackstageWall.com is, is based in Houston. A lot of rumors circulating about the next Two movies, and and it is both, 10 and 11, that are supposed to wrap up this saga, could be filmed in Houston. And we're going to address that with the director here in a minute. And his non-answer might be the answer. Uh, So, yeah. All right. I think I just gave that away. But still, you're going to have to stick around for it. These are great summer. Go to the movie theater. You know, for me, I remember going to Independence Day. Big summer movie. You got soda, popcorn. Dude, it was the summer movie, you know, like it felt like the summer blockbuster. You have the holiday blockbusters that come out around Christmas time, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But the summer blockbusters are in and themselves in of themselves, just over the top theater experience movies. Dude, that is what I think of Fast and the Furious. But had we not been covering film, I, I don't know. I probably would have gone and seen it. But I probably wouldn't be as invested as I am now, and I'm glad I am, because like you said, David, they are just, we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a great episode of this podcast. So what do you say? Why don't we jump right into the interviews? 
with the director, Justin Lin. And then I have a lot of questions for you, David, about Fast and the Furious and, and, and that kind of stuff. So we'll get through that. And we'll chat about that throughout this uh, episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. Uh, yeah, pay attention to what Justin Lin says. A lot of this is visual, so you might have to go to our YouTube channel insofar as what he doesn't say in the facial expressions. But still... If you hear a little bit of a silent when I ask about filming in Houston, I'll describe it for you afterwards. <laughs> Justin Lin, and this is not his first Fast and the Furious movie. He's done several of them, and um, we're going to talk about uh, delivering these, as we call them, over-the-top type movies. Justin Lin, director, here he is on the Backstage Experience podcast talking F9. Tell me what it is like for you. What has this journey been like for you? You know, I, I don't think I appreciated until I came back as much. You know, I, I knew that when we were coming up, you know, we weren't where we are today and we were always going to try to kind of earn our next chapter, you know, and, and by doing that and being away and coming back, I realized, man, it's been a 15 year run, you know, and to be able to be with all these amazing people and to be able to kind of grow together, have this shared experience is definitely something that uh, is very unique uh, in, in film and, and definitely in Hollywood. Something that I wasn't able to ask you in previous films, but I definitely wanted to include in today's conversation is, I, I wanna know what, your, what one of your favorite, and I know this is a general question, but tell me what one of your favorite memories is. Maybe it's an actor, maybe it's an actress, maybe it's a scene. Do you have something up there on the top that stands, uh, for, you're nodding, I'd like to hear yes. it. Yes, yes, I, 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 Puerto Rico, it, we were on the bridge for to shoot our third act um, uh, finale uh, action sequence. And I'm sitting there and in Puerto Rico, there's these uh, tropical clouds and you can see the rain and it's coming towards us. And I'm like, I wonder how many minutes it is. And then Vin comes up to me and goes, my baby's about to be born. And this is Vincent about to be born. And I was like, holy crap, I gotta get you out of here. So like I, I rejiggered everything. We shot it. Vin got it on first take. I said, go. He runs off, and the rain is literally right by the, the, the bridge. Um, one of the most memorable moments. Is there pressure to raise that bar? You know what the audience expects and what they want. Tell me about the pressure and the challenges to making a Fast and the Furious movie next level. You know, I, I, I think there has to be pressure, because I think if I wake up and there's no pressure, then something is definitely wrong, you know? And, and so I think as we were going into this one, it really became clear to us that it's, it's 20 years, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the thing that got me excited is, ah, we're doing part nine, but we get to explore this theme of family, but through blood, something we'd never done before. So that was very exciting. And to be able to do that, I knew we were gonna be able to go back to the origin and really kind of solidify some of the mythologies, you know, uh, uh, elements in the mythology. You know, and so with all that, then I felt like, okay, good. Now, now we can celebrate and maybe hopefully embrace, uh, you know, how far we've come uh, before we kind of go into our final chapter. So it, it was kind of an organic way and it was never kind of like a math problem. It was just coming back and maybe I had pent up energy <laughs> or something, <laughs> but, but it is something that, that I, at least in my process, it felt very organic. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is David Johnson, and I am here with Dave Morales. And today, we are talking F9, the latest entry in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, side note, I really like Justin Lin. I like his style of directing. When he went and directed the third Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond, that was actually my favorite out of the three movies with Chris Pine. 
because there's something about Justin Lin and action movies that he just does so well. And since we're still on Justin Lin, and I know you've got some fun stuff that you're going to mention here. Uh, by the way, we will have Vin Diesel in this episode. Uh, we will have John Cena in this episode. So you want definitely want to stick around for that. But Justin Lin, by not saying, by his answer to me when I said, "Are you going to film in Houston?" He goes, "Um, um, um," uh, and I'm like, "What? What? That? That's not. I think you're kind of answering." He goes, "Well, I'm thinking of an Astros joke." Dude, the guy should play poker. You need to go to the Backstage Well YouTube channel because his facial expressions really hit it. But I think I think they're coming to Houston, dude. And you have that would be great. you have to see. And we will be there. We will. We've already. I've already had talks with the studio, and we have already, you know, uh, expressed interest in doing set visit, which is something we have done in the past. I was did a set visit with Now You See Me Too. I got to see Morgan Freeman and Mark Ruffalo work together. That was cool. We mostly do after the movie is done. But if it works in Houston, we will be there. Trust me. Uh, yeah. And and I've heard not just F ten, but F ten and eleven. So in filming here, and and I don't want to say where they're going to film because it will give away <laughs> some of F9, but I will say that it's a very popular tourist attraction when people come to Houston, and they they say, well, I want to go here, and people have already figured out where it is, but I'm just not going to come out and say it. You're going to have to guess what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, Justin Lin, uh, such a cool down. You know, can you imagine what it takes to do one of these movies a lot. The pressure to, live, to, to deliver the goods. You know, you're under pressure from the studio. And David, you're about to break down the financial aspects of this series and why there is a ninth chapter of the Fast and the Furious saga. But to take on that job, that's a lot, man. That is that is a lot. Uh, the, the movie's already done really well in the international markets. And of course, it opens here within the United States. I know we have listeners, by the way, that listen outside the U.S. So maybe you've already seen it. Pop us a tweet. Let us know your thoughts on it. So... David, let's break down, which will explain, I think, why there is an F9. Uh, you're, you're grinning, and I know <laughs> yeah. you, you we're going to play a guessing game of some sort, and I, you know I'm going to be way off, so just I can see the grin. Go ahead. Break it off, dude. Uh, like you said, yeah, it takes – Justin Lin has done four of these movies, and the fact that they, Universal keeps bringing him back means he knows the formula, he knows how to make it work, and like you said, there's been nine of these movies. There aren't many franchises that have nine. So my question to you, Dave, and to the listeners, is how much do you think the Fast and Furious franchise has earned to date as of right now? I will give you a hint. I'll give you a help. All of the movies together, it cost them $1.5 billion to make, like all of the Fast and Furious movies, from the first one all the way to nine. So if it costs them 1.5, how much do you think they've earned worldwide? I'm just going to throw out a number. And again, I, I don't know if I'm even close, but I'm going to guess $4 billion. You, you're close, but the answer is 6.5. I wasn't close. They've earned don't, 6.5. Don't, don't, don't be nice. I, I wasn't even that 2 billion is, you're not close. I didn't hit yeah, the target. Yeah, 2 billion is a lot nice of money. Um, Dude, are you serious? 6.5, 6.5 billion dollars worldwide. So there's a reason why they keep making more is that they keep making a lot of money. You mentioned it earlier. It hasn't debuted in uh, the States yet domestically, but it, it, has, it has already earned $300 million at the box office, especially if you think about the fact that the movie budget was $200 million. So they've already made their budget in a week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
Um, and I know that uh, the Chinese market was the one that that, yep. that uh, was a big portion of that. Um, that's the cool. That's another cool thing about it. This this appeal of this is worldwide. So again, those that are listening to our podcast right now of the backstage experience, um, welcome if you're new. Um, but if you're a regular listener and you're listening outside of the United States, we love having you. And but you probably may have already seen it and let us know. Um, that's that's just wicked. And one more thing about Justin Lin, and you're talking about how he's already done several of these films. Uh, he's been tapped already to direct ten and eleven. Yep. Yep. They know. They know. (laughs) You got to see nine. You got to see nine. Natalie uh, Emanuel plays Ramsey. This is her third one in the franchise. Uh, Of course, Game of Thrones fans will recognize her in that. Uh, We've talked with her before in Maze Runner. She is British, and her name is spelled N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E. And when I went in to do, I've talked to her before, and I don't know why I didn't remember, but I'll be honest with you. I just, you know, uh, I said, by the way, is it Nathalie or Natalie? And dude, and, and even before we started recording this, David, you asked me, he's like, is it Nathalie? Mm-hmm. Uh, you never okay. know. You well, got to check. You got to check. You got to do it right. And it's Natalie. The H is actually silent um, in uh, British speak. So Natalie, even though it's got an H, Emmanuel, <laughs> talking to her character, Ramsey, uh, more this is more of F9. Tell me what you're thinking and feeling. I, I have to echo your sentiments. I feel excited. I feel so um, proud of this film. Um, I feel like the, the, the fans and the world, like they deserve to go and have this fun experience after such a tough um, year and well, year and a half. And, I, and I'm just like ecstatic that we're going to be able to share this um, moment together. Finally, it feels like a reunion, like a family reunion. <laughs> Working with this ensemble, I mean, you've got Tyrese, you've got Vin Diesel, Helen Mirren even, uh, part of this. Is it a family when you all get back together to film another movie in this franchise? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the the cast has always made a huge effort to spend time together off of set as well as on, on set. And um, it, it it's very much a part of the experience of shooting one of these films is that we spend a lot of time together and you know talk about what these films mean and you know we we really just are a part of each other's lives when we get to all be together because obviously we I live in London those guys live in different places in the state so it's when we are together in the same location like we make the most of it you're listening to the Backstage Experience podcast with Dave Morales that's me and David Johnson we are talking the summer blockbuster F9 which uh, if you're listening to this it's already out you can see it uh, it's over the top. It is just outrageous. Um, everything you want from an F9 movie and then some. And uh, yeah, so David, bring us up to speed. Uh, we, we need to talk synopsis because we're about to hear from John Cena, our exclusive interview with John Cena, who plays Jacob uh, Toretto. Yeah, so uh, like you said earlier, you if you don't have the time to go through all of them, you can honestly start with Furious 7 or Fast and Furious 6 or 7, right around there, because that's when everything takes a giant leap into the world of unbelievable action car stunts. Now, John Cena plays uh, Toretto, who is Vin Diesel. He plays his younger brother, and he works with Cypher, who is the enemy from Fate of the Furious, who was Charlize Theron. So he works with her, and he has, you know, Cypher and and John Cena's character has a really personal vendetta against Dominic Toretto. And that's how the movie starts. 
And that's the foundation of where they go in the movie. So you're getting stuff from the fate of the furious, which happened in 2017, which feels like so long ago because of the pandemic, but you're getting a lot of the story elements that you saw in the last two to three movies are kind of being laid as a foundation for F9. Dude, last February seems like eight years ago. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, John Cena, this is his first movie in the Fast and the Furious uh, saga, the, the series, the Fast and the Furious. And he plays, uh, like you said, Vin Diesel's brother, the evil kind of brother that is coming back. And I, mm-hmm. that's all we can say because... The, the storyline presents itself as you watch the movie. All right, so we've talked with John Cena several times over his career, and I want to point something that you're going to hear in this interview. Uh, you know, is in particular, if there's a genre that he would like, because he's done some comedies, obviously now action thrillers, is he's done really well with, but is there a genre that um, he thinks he would want to do? Okay, and then I give him a suggestion of a genre and I'll say it before we run the interview. I think he'd be great in a slasher movie. And if I'm not mistaken, you were the one that actually gave me that, that as I'm looking at you right now, David, you were the one that suggested to me, we were in our backstage, well, yep. editorial meeting and you said, Hey, you should ask him about being in this. That was you, wasn't it? Yep. John Cena could carry so many different roles. And I said, he would be good as a straight faced, no emotion, a villain in a slasher movie. Wait till you hear his answer. That's a great question. I'm so glad you gave that to us. All right, uh, David, we're excited. This is He's a great guy. You know him. WWE fans, get ready. We've got him on the Backstage Experience podcast. This is John Cena talking F9. Who did you tell first that you were a part of a Fast and the Furious movie? Uh, Vince McMahon. Because ah. uh, he always is looking for new places to grow and expand and truly is thankful and uh genuine when people succeed and just want he wants everyone around him to succeed and i realized that in a long trail of events it wouldn't happen without him so i wanted to tell him to let him know like hey this was an opportunity that i've been awarded and it's going to be good for me but it's also going to be good for us and, and I just wanted to thank him directly for it. Did this live up to or exceed? I mean, there's there's a lot going on in this movie. But as far as your expectations, did it exceed? Did it come in about right? Tell me where it landed for you. No, it completely exceeded expectations. And here's why. Uh, there's a whole team championed by Justin Lin. There's a whole team of people that say, okay, what's not possible? Okay, let's do that. And they find a way to do it. So it's not like... Um, you, you have no point of reference. You're walking into something that isn't possible. And when you walk away, it's now been done. So like, there's no way to conceptualize because you're not even thinking of it because it's not even possible. Like it's, they're, they're really, really forward thinking in that. And they always try to explore new ideas of like, hey, how do we make a refrigerator magnet cool? Or how do we make a car do this when it's not supposed to? I really enjoy the fact that they start out by asking that question, what's not possible and how can we do it? So it's it's overwhelming, but it's awesome. When do you sleep? You mentioned Vince McMahon, and I, I know you know the big rumor out there is SummerSlam, Roman Reigns, everybody. We're, we're waiting for that breaking news, but you, you act, you do a lot, John, but like, when do you sleep? Well, in that regard, I'm, I'm probably the opposite of Vince McMahon. I think he gets about 90 minutes of sleep a day and I get at least eight hours. And if I go without, I make sure to just clear my schedule. 
Um, there's, there's times when the world rests and I, I, I used to not believe in the, in the power of rest. There's an iconic shot from a music video we did from a rap album I produced where I'm sitting with a sign that says, uh, sleep is not mandatory. And boy, how the wisdom of life changes your ideas. Sleep is mandatory. And if you get it and get a lot of it, you can operate at a good capacity. So I, I find my time, but I'm, that's a priority of mine. This is the summer blockbuster F9, Fast and the Furious 9 episode of the Backstage Experience podcast with David Johnson. I'm Dave Morales. And next up on our celebrity interviews, we have the entire cast for you is Jordana Brewster. So Jordana's kids went to the set. And whenever, can you imagine if your mom or your dad or your parent was in a movie like this, what it would be like? Like in this interview you're about to hear, I suggested to Jordana, I said, if my mom was in a Fast and the Furious movie, I would be at my school selling cameos. Say hi to little <laughs> Billy and little Johnny and Susie and from my class. And even if you're getting a quarter for it, hey, you're a kid, you're enterprising. Uh, you're an enterpriser. But uh, she laughed at that and you're going to get a kick out of that one. Let's just jump right into it. Jordana Brewster, Mia Toretto. This is the Backstage Experience Podcast. We're talking F9. What are you feeling now that F9 is here? Um, it's funny because I don't look back very often. I, I, I'm constantly looking forward and thinking about, okay, when are we going to make 10? And what's that going to look like? And where in the world are we going to go? And um, But I did have a little bit of a retrospective with five. Uh, because I did this podcast where I was going to really talk about it. And so I, I watched it. And it's funny how it it forces me to really appreciate what we have because they're so huge in scope and we get to travel to so many places and it's so much fun that um, it's really it's really fun visiting them. And, and now I kind of want to go back and watch all of them with with my kids. I have a favorite memory, not only of making them, making them is, is an extraordinary experience. I think in, in five, it was extraordinary because we shot in, in Puerto Rico, we shot in Brazil. Uh, we get to travel all over the world, um, but also promoting them is so much fun. Ordinarily, promoting them is really fun. This time it's a little bit different because of we're all confined to, to staying in Los Angeles and doing a lot of interviews with Zoom. But I remember Paul and I were traveling in Spain and, and then uh, Vin and Michelle were sent to, I think, Japan. And we would have these like parties when we were promoting them because it was just like, it was so much fun to see the world's reception of the film. And um, so I have many, many fond memories, a lot of which will remain hidden in the vault. Otherwise my family will kill me. I mean, my Fast and Furious <laughs> family. Um, but we've had a lot of fun with these films for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I've done London. I remember we went London to Hawaii yes. for for one of them. It's just, this is just what makes it part of the experience, I think. You were talking about your kids, okay, a second mm -hmm. ago. What do they think about mom being in these types of movies? Like if my mom was in a Fast and the Furious movie, <laughs> I, I would be selling cameo slots at my school. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. You know, it's it's almost like I don't get any respect at my house, but then as soon as they see the billboards and they see me on a bus, they're like, oh, mom, you're pretty chill. Like, I like this. And then that'll go away when the movie goes out and then it'll come back again on 10. So I, I do get a lot of uh, cred from my kids when when they see the movie coming out. It's very cool. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is David Johnson. I am here with Dave Morales, and we are continuing our episode on F9, which is the latest entry in the Fast and Furious franchise. And David, you said something that actually blew my mind. I completely forgot. It has been 20 years 
since the first Fast and Furious film, which is something unbelievable. Uh, a lot of these films, like I mentioned earlier, especially the last three or four, their budgets are $200, $220 million to make these films. And a lot of people are kind of confused on how, and it's, it's because of the travel. <laughs> they are filming a lot of these movies on location in certain areas, whether it's Dubai, whether it's Peru. They're on location filming with these cars in these certain scenes, and then they get in a, get in a plane and fly somewhere else to do another shot. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, uh, two things on that one. Jordana actually just referenced that. Yeah, some and her memories, you know, the fact that they were able to go to so many locations around the world. But to tell you how big these movies are, even in the coverage for Hobbs and Shaw, which takes place in the United Kingdom and in Hawaii, we actually did the interviews starting in London with Jason Statham. And then I, after I wrapped those interviews, I went to Heathrow Airport, got on a plane and flew to Honolulu. So um, next up, on our, uh, you know, in our interviews, Tyrese Gibson, who uh, is a musician as well. He's an actor. I have actually known Tyrese. You've made, heard me make reference to my radio career before uh, covering entertainment uh, for Fox TV in Houston and uh, doing television. But I did radio for many years, and I had a chance to speak with Tyrese over the years about his uh, musical career. Uh, so it's always fun to catch up with people like that. But this interview is deep. And let me tell you why it's deep. I, I, Because Tyrese is a guy that I've known long enough where I can ask him the kind of question uh, and get a good answer about how has the character of Roman Pierce changed his life. And you're going to be surprised at what he says. Tyrese talking Roman Pierce and what the role has meant for him. F9 on the Backstage Experience podcast. And a question I've never asked you, believe it or not, is how the role of Roman has impacted your life. Roman Pierce has blessed my life. And Roman Pierce has also created certain challenges. I am, in my opinion, more of a dramatic actor than I am comedy or humor. When it came to certain movie roles that I feel like I could have easily walked into, it is this Roman Pierce character that has actually gotten in the way of movie roles that I really wanted. And so as successful as he is, and successful as he has been, um, and as much money as I've made with Roman over the years, um, yeah, there is that other side where the Fast and the Furious is just so in people's minds and it's such a gigantic footprint. Some people can't get away from what they think of me in the movie to consider me for other roles. Well, thank you for being honest with me, my friend. That was deep. It's the Backstage Experience podcast, our F9 special. Of course, we have the entire cast, and we're about to have Vin Diesel. He's, we're just going to go deep with Vin Diesel. Uh, his birthday is coming up in July. He's really excited about this movie, by the way. July 18th if, is his birthday. If you want to Instagram direct message him, a happy birthday greeting. See, you heard it here on this podcast, which is also educational. So Tyree said something interesting, David. Uh, you know, the role of Roman Pierce was good for him, obviously, financially. Paid a lot of money, got to travel the world, yeah. work with this amazing cast and delivers, you know, the movies make money. And so there's going to be more and he will be in the next, uh, you know, couple of them. But it also has been bad, as he told us exclusively, that he only he, there were roles that he wanted to do, but he didn't get them because he was typecast because of Roman Pierce. And he but, you know, a testament to his acting. That's how well he did. 
with this character. Mm-hmm. But you actually pulled up something interesting uh, that leads, you know, gives us uh, credence to what he said. He, uh, as soon as you said that, and as soon as he said that, I kind of decided, you know what? I think he's right. Obviously, you know, he he knows the situation. But I go back and I look, and after Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, which came out in 2003, I mean, he's in Death Race, Transformers, more Fast and the Furious movies, Ride Along 2. He's in a lot of action with some comedy, but primarily action movies where he plays similar roles in most of the movies. And it's a, he's 100% right. It's, it's one of those you know, two sides of the same coin situation where you're extremely you're glad for the financial stability, but it's also you may not get a chance to flex your acting prowess because they, they'll go down the list and go, okay, and for this same role that we do for the 17th movie in a row, Tyrese, sign up right here. Here's where you put your name. And that's what it kind of is over and over again. And if there's anybody out there listening right now that, you know, has gone on auditions, you know, you want to be an actor or an actress, you know how difficult it can be. You know, they're probably thinking, and, and I kind of thought it, I was like, dude, you know, count your blessings. I mean, you know, but you heard it in his voice and you heard, you know, that, that, you know, uh, f- uh, passion that he has. And, and, and that's remarkable for him to admit that to us at backstagewell.com, I think says a lot. All right, Vin Diesel. We are, are finally here uh, to talk with Dominic Toretto. Um, first of all, Vin Diesel, tell me your thoughts on him as an actor. Uh, he's done a lot of movies, dude, primarily Fast and Furious. But I want to get your thoughts on Vin Diesel. I like Vin Diesel. It, he, he's in, when, he, when he's in the roles that he's good at and the roles that he specifically can play well, he does it very well. Like, one of my favorite Vin Diesel movies ever is probably The Chronicles of Riddick that came out in the early 2000s, the the action sci-fi one. Perfect. In his role, plays exactly what he needs to do. He doesn't kind of overstep. He doesn't try to do more. He stays exactly, like, in the lines, and he's perfect. And he, whenever he does that, which he's done with this franchise, he ends up being just a great person that the whole cast kind of anchors around i also think he's a fantastic voice actor he's groot obviously for those who don't know he's groot in uh gardens of the galaxy but he's also the voice of one of my favorite movies ever uh the iron giant he's the voice of the the giant in the old animated iron giant movie and that's what i first remember about vin diesel was finding out i was like what vin diesel can do voice acting too so i really like how he's carved himself a niche for these movies and kind of anchored the entire cast around him. My thoughts on Vin Diesel. He's great in the fast and the furious movies. Um, he, he, I can see nobody else playing the character of Dominic Toretto. Uh, he does a really good job. He brings the intensity to it. People have criticized that he plays the same guy, you know, in a lot of his films, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I'm not mad at that character and it hasn't really, um, you know, it's it's not made me upset. Like, I'm not bummed to see Vin Diesel in a Vin Diesel movie. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? It's the same situation as if you go into uh, a, a Liam Neeson movie. Well, like, Liam Neeson is going to be Liam Neeson in these movies. It's not a bad thing. It's just that's exactly who he's going to be, whether it's Taken 1 or the Ice Road uh, Trucker movie that's coming out on Netflix, to which we have interviews on that. Check our Backstage OL YouTube page. But... 
Same thing with Vin, uh, Vin Diesel, Liam Neeson. They're going to be the same in their movies, regardless of what the title of the movie is. Dude, this is why I love working with you, David, because you, you say what I'm thinking and you bring it out. Perfect analogy. You know what you're getting with the Liam Neeson. That's what I was talking about. Dude, perfect yep. analogy. You know what you're getting from Liam from a Liam Neeson movie. Same thing. That's exactly what my point was. Vin Diesel, you know what you're going to get, and I'm not mad about it. All right, let's let's hear from the star himself. Uh, do you ever think this thing would be 20 years later we'd be talking about it? Um, he's <laughs> very engaging uh, in this interview. Um, there's just a lot to, to take in this. I really enjoyed this conversation and I, I hope you do as well. Uh, this is our good friend, Vin Diesel. He's talking F nine on the backstage experience podcast. You, my friend, did you ever think, you know, 20 years now, here we are talking F nine. Did you ever think that we'd be here talking this still? No, Dave. No. In fact, after the first film, when they asked me, to do a sequel or whether not even to do it whether we should do a sequel to the first one i said no of course i was coming off the 80s and 90s when usually if you sequelized a movie you destroyed the possibility of that movie being a classic i was under the impression the only way to preserve fast and furious was never to sequelize it of course uh I stand corrected 20 years. <laughs> you know, a question I haven't asked you, and I think it's probably, well, when I talk to you for 10 and 11, it'll be a, a better question, but here we are at nine. Do you have a favorite memory? Do you have a favorite scene from the previous films that you look back on fondly? There's so many. It's almost like asking me, do I have a favorite memory in life? Um, because it's, in two decades. Uh, probably my, my favorite, I mean, if I'm taking a cue from my life, filming this scene with Paul Walker, and it wasn't in the film, it was at the end of the day. It was hours before my oldest daughter was born, and he came into my trailer, and he could tell that something was off. And so he said, what's what's on your mind, Ben? And I was trying to keep it under wraps so paparazzi wasn't at the hospital. Him talking to me about what to expect in going into the delivery room uh, <laughs> and, and, and how to cut an umbilical cord. I'd literally ask him, well, what do I do? <laughs> um, and he's like, no, it's going to be easy. You're going to be fine. It'll be the best day of your life. And some tough guys will tell you, don't go into the delivery room. I'm going to tell you, you go in there and it'll be the best day of your life. And he was right. So memories. Hey. Yeah, th that's the difference. Because when we, if I ask a fan their favorite memory over the last 20 years, it'll be on the screen. But for me, when you ask that question, if I'm really answering truthfully, it may not be on the screen. It may be around the screen. It may be behind the screen. It may be at the trailer. You're listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. I'm Dave Morales, along with David Johnson. We've heard from the entire cast of F9. This has been a really, really fun show to do, David. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to say that the, I'm older than you. <laughs> I'll just say it. 
Uh, I remember the summer blockbusters for me, like Independence Day, when Jurassic Park movies would come out. Everybody went to the theater, and, and you got a summer blockbuster movie. You knew what you were getting, and there's a lot of big movies coming out this summer, already some that have already come out. Uh, but this is certainly one of the bigger ones, you know, and obviously because of the pandemic, a lot of stuff got pushed. But this is this is one that is just massive on a big screen. Uh, it's it, it does clock in at a longer time, but it moves really well. The adrenaline uh, throughout the film and, and, and the scenes that you're watching, uh, there's more backstory to some of the characters in this one. John Cena does a great job as Jacob Toretto, uh, the brother of Vin Diesel's character, Dom. But listen, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, and uh, I've certainly enjoyed doing this episode with you, David, talking F9. All right, man, take us home, and you got to tell us about the Backstage Daily because you've been breaking stories left and right on that podcast that comes out Monday through Friday. Dude, you are so on it. Tell everybody. Yes, yeah, so like they've said, we've got two podcasts, and we definitely have more on the way, but as of right now, we have two podcasts from Backstage OL. The first being the Backstage Daily, where I break down entertainment news, and we give it to you guys in seven minutes or less every weekday morning, so Monday to Friday morning. So you wake up, you listen to that in the morning, and you know what's going to happen this weekend before your friends around you do. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you subscribe to that and the Backstage Experience. Now, if this is your first time listening to us, or if you haven't listened to us in a while, we've got a plethora of great episodes in the can right now. The last five or six action movies to come out, Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie, Wrath of Man with Jason Statham, Spiral from the Book of Saw with Chris Rock. We've got conversations with all of those stars, so make sure you go back and listen to the Backstage Experience podcast. Both podcasts can be found wherever you find them, and make sure you are subscribed because we've got Black Widow coming up very soon. And everybody's been waiting for that movie. It's been delayed 33 times, but it's finally here and we are excited. So make sure you are following us on all of our social platforms. All you have to do is type in at Backstage, capital O-L. And that way, if you got anything to say, let us know. Tweet at us, speak to us, DM us. That's why we're here. So we will see you guys next week. Take care. Be safe.